Welcome to the pre-Christmas celebration on the Wednesday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can call, follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's the Apple iTunes Store, Amazon, or Google Play. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You know why? Because we said so. That's why. And number two, you can catch any of our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. You can watch and listen to to it uh, doing our uh, live broadcast. But if you miss any of our broadcasts, that's okay. You can watch and listen to them at your own leisure. It's a perfect time to do it, especially with these holidays coming up these next couple of weeks. Make sure you also follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Excuse me. You can catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports, at War on Anchor, re-available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we have we are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. Also, if you want to make a comment on any of our topics during this two-hour extravaganza, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to do something stupid or decide to troll, Lakina will give you the boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> Let's get this pre-Christmas edition of Sega City Sports off with this, Lakina. What is the definition of attitude? I'm glad you asked. According to Google here, the definition of attitude is a set of way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that has reflected in a person's behavior, a position of the body proper or to imply an action or mental state, truculent or uncooperative behavior, a resentful or antagonistic or antagonistic manner. Excuse me for busting up that word right there, but Lakina, I read those definitions to you because what we talked about uh, right before we hit the air today, I'm referring to the actions of rookie left tackle Tevin Jenkins defending his rookie quarterback and teammate Justin Fields uh, during the midway to the third quarter of the 17-9 loss to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night. I get both sides of the issue. Tevin Jenkins coming to the defense of his quarterback and his teammate. The Bears were filled with penalties all night long, and Teammate and linemate Jermaine Fetty came over to him and told him to calm down. They're doing the uh, stupid Lakina. That particular moment, to me, and uh, dignified what was the attitude of this team. The defense had it. The offense, they had it. But it all starts with your head coach. And your head coach, Matt Nagy, picked up a penalty early in the game, arguing the call. So said... So, Sid, why are you asking uh, what's the attitude of this team? It's been a detriment and a problem for this team over the last three years in terms of dumb penalties. What is what is what are dumb penalties caused by? Lack of discipline and lack of attitude. That's something that this Bears team is 
shadow, the cloud of shadow over right now. And how many times we talked about it, Lakina? And, and many uh, pundits and experts, including some in this town, refuse to announce that fact that dumb penalties can cost you games. Now, we all know that Matt Nagy is, is not a great head coach. We, we can all agree that he's gone at the end of the year. We could talk about the lack of talent. We could talk about management. We could talk about ownership. But the number one thing that, that has played the seam over the last two or three years is attitude. And we saw that all over the field on Monday night. I ask you, Lakina, could this get any worse in terms of on the field? Could this get any worse? And your team was actually in the ball game on Monday. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing was just, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we got other stuff to talk about because I don't mm-hmm. want to spend a lot of time on this. But look, I mean, this sort of, look, I mean, his attitude, look, I can, I can see why some people were saying, well, look, how can a fatty get on, you know, Jenkins? He hasn't been on the field all year, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, at the same time, you got to know where you're at. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, look, they they were, the Bears were in it for a little while. But again, you know, silly, pen, look, I mean, his attitude could fit right in from like, you know, the previous regime. I mean, that's sort of like the thing for me. I mean, that, that, you know, he probably fit right in then, you know, when of course, Mark Tressel, of course, famously flubbed, you know, this team is, you know, we're going to have a team that's selfish and undisciplined. That is, that was selfish and, un- and undisciplined. Look, I get mm-hmm. that Jenkins was trying to defend his guy, but you got to know where you're at. I mean, you, you were already, you know, you were moving the ball, but yet you do stupid things and say stupid things. And look, I know that, you know, the, def- you know, the defensive guy from the, uh, for the Vikings pushed your first or pushed, you know, uh, field out of bounds first. I, I get it, but and but look, mm-hmm. they always get the second guy. We've seen that you know throughout the season. So I, I'm not you know that that was just not very you know just the, this wasn't very smart on his part. So and and look, I mean as far as you know, the the undisciplinedness of the of the team is, I mean, I think a lot of these teams are over it at the end of the season. So I, I think we know Nagy's gone and probably the rest of the coaching staff is gone. A lot of these guys are going to be you know off the books. You know Hicks kind of said kind of said like you're kind of like a, a, a goodbye essentially if you will and also to some other guys you know a rob you know even though he didn't play because he was a you know protocol mm-hmm. guy, i think he's already looking to see where he's going to play next so I, I think you know empathy i think as i've heard people say about this bears team i think people are just at that point where okay let's get the rest of these three games over with and just you know be done with it you're listening to second city sports on a special wednesday pre-christmas edition we're live in living color right here on sports on chicago city lakina with you as we review quickly the bears 17-9 loss to the minnesota vikings on monday night football let's quickly take a look at the numbers from monday night's loss justin fields was 26 of 39 285 yards passing he had a touchdown pass meaningless touchdown pass at the end of the game his quarterback rating was a 96.6 he had two fumbles and lost one early in the game Rushing statistics, David Montgomery, 18 carries, 60 yards. Justin Fields has seven carries for 35 yards. Donna Mooney, uh, three yards on one carry. Jakeem Grant, who's going to the Pro Bowl, and who's the only man that has a punt return for a touchdown this year in the NFL. He had two carries for 17 yards in the receiving department. It was nice for Cole Komet to show up, ladies and gentlemen, six catches for 71 yards. <laughs> Donna Mooney, five catches for 63 yards. And your guy, Lakina, Robert Quinn on the defensive side, had two sacks. Yeah, I think for me, I think that's really the sort of standout. He definitely rebounded a lot from, you know, last season when I think he was hurt. I think mostly because he was hurt and he was, a, you know, not very productive. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked really good. So, and, and look, I've said it before. I think, look, the Bears were in it for a little bit. But again, you know, I know people want to commend the Bears secondary because since you know, a lot of those guys were shorthanded. But at the same time, too, I mean, if the, if the Vikings, you know, were a little more consistent on offense, 
hey, then maybe there would have been a blower. And I'm just saying. So I think people need to kind of, you know, take that for, you know, as your will. But, you know, fumbles and also other things. I know I've heard, you know, folks say is feels really the answer. I think people need to kind of just sort of, you know, put the, uh, put the brakes on that for a little bit. I mean, you know, yeah, they did, you know, defense did what they could. But again, you know, they gave up some big plays themselves. So for me, I mean, it's sort of twofold. I mean, you know, Bruce Irvin had a, you know, had a, a few tack, had a couple of tackles. Of course, you know, Robert mm-hmm. Quinn had two sacks. You know, Keen Hicks had also had two sacks. So, oh, okay. I mean, that's fine. It's meaningless now. You're four and ten now. So, you know, it, it doesn't really, it's not going to matter anymore. So for for me, I think you know, this sort of okay, you, you, you stayed with it for a little bit. You know, I know that that you know Fields fumble was you know just awful. You know, with Danzel, uh, Dan, Danzel, uh, Danzel, I should say, recovered it. Mm-hmm. Cameron Dancer for the Vikings. So it was just like, okay, it was sloppy, but yeah, apparently 16 million people are gluttons for punishment. So I don't know. You, I don't know but, <laughs> you know, but yeah, but like, like I guess I don't want to spend too much time on this game, Sid, because I, I, I just like, I kept it in the background. I listened to the comments of what the, the guy said. You know, I heard Brian Greasy say, look, there are changes need to be made essentially because we all know his not very good history with the Bears. So, mm-hmm. and, and also too, I know that some people say, well, would, you know, Lewis Rigg should, you know, should try to like keep him in town and such. But, you know, if you're Lewis Rigg, I mean, you know, like, do you really want to, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the boost probably better for, I think the boost sort of like, you know, for your own, like, you know, yeah, for yeah. your own sanity. And, you know, it, and I know they're going to try and kind of, you know, get, make sure they, you know, keep this team together. You know, we'll see if they try to keep them together because, you know, ABC is going to be having the Super Bowl, So I'm sure they're going to want to keep a consistent team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if they will want to do that, but you know, I mean, I'm at, look. I'm at this point in the season where, like, yo, let's get these three games over with. Just let let's go. Let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right, you're listening to Second City Sports on a special Wednesday pre-Christmas edition. We're live in the Living Color right here on Sports on Chicago. Seal Lakina are here with you. Let's move over to other NFL action that took place to wrap up Week 14 over the uh, uh, Week 15 rather over the last. A couple of days. Let's start off with the first game that took place on Monday. This was a, a game that was made up from Saturday. It was the Oakland Raiders over the Cleveland Browns, 16 to 14. Carlson hit the last second field goal with no time mm-hmm. on the clock. Uh, Nick Mullins was your starting quarterback for the Browns. Uh, he didn't look that great, but Cleveland's running game didn't look that great either. As I said to you uh, on Monday, Lakita, and last Friday when it, we did our picks with Christine. It was, it was supposed to be Cleveland's defense to carry the day. They kind of did that, but you could tell that uh, the, the, the issues with COVID throughout their roster, really uh, uh, the lack of bodies really and the lack of execution down the stretch really cost the Browns. You, I think you can pretty much uh, uh, tell their uh, playoff hopes goodbye. Yeah, and also, too, I believe Miles Garrett got hurt. So, you know, I, you know, I think he tweaked an ankle, I think, at the end of the game or near the end of the game. So I – yeah, that was just not a good and and look the Browns skill they 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 hung in there. I will say this. I mean, look, yeah. Wallace did what he could. You know, I know I remember he said like right before you know pregame that you know he didn't know any of the guys' names yet when he did it. So, you know, you gotta commend him for at least trying to do what he can. But you know, Derek Carr, I mean, late. I mean, you know, he was going to sort of mm-hmm. put together, I think he got nicked up too, but then he was able to come back, you know, let uh Los Angeles Las Vegas, I should say, down the field and you know, to a, a, a last second field goal late. So keeping their playoff hopes alive. And I know the Browns are seven and seven, but it's a lot of tie breaks. So you can probably say bye-bye to their playoff hopes. Yeah. And they have a, a game against the Green Bay Packers on the road on Christmas day. 
uh, the, this upcoming Saturday. We'll give our Week 16 picks uh, later on in the show. Let's recap uh, last night's. Actually, there were two games. Most of the country uh, got a chance to watch Philadelphia defeat the Washington football team 27-17. to Jalen Hurts had three touchdowns in total, two rushing. He was 20-26 of for 296 yards. He had a touchdown pass and an interception. His QB rating was 110.4. In the rushing department for the Eagles, Miles Sanders had 18 carries, 131 yards. Jordan Howard, the former Bear, he could. He, uh, I love Damian Montgomery, but Jordan Howard would look good in the Bears uniform by now. Uh, Jordan Howard had 15 carries, 69 yards. Uh, as I mentioned, Jalen Hurts had two rushing touchdowns. In the receiving department, even though he had a bad bounce off his foot early in the mm -hmm. game, tight end Dallas Goddard had seven catches for 135 yards. Jalen Rieger had three catches for 57 yards. And Devontae Smith had three catches for 40 yards. Lakina. The Eagles, as we talked about, they're still a young team. But Washington, they were hurt literally by COVID and uh, mm -hmm. key players uh, missing in action. Washington got up on them early, but Philadelphia found a way to uh, come back and uh, get a key divisional win at home. They they did, and the rest of their schedule, they play within a division. They've actually played Washington again in a couple of weeks, and they played Dallas and the, the Giants mm -hmm. at Dallas. You know, in between that, so you know, Hurst, you know, that's nine uh, rushing touchdowns for him this year, which is tied with Mike Vick from you know his rookie season, his uh, well, twenty ten season for the most most by a uh, Eagles quarterback in mm -hmm. the history of the franchise. But yeah, I mean, look, I know people have always been questioning whether or not is Jalen Hurts sort of the answer. Like, remember, he doesn't have a lot of talent around him. I mean, probably Devontae mm -hmm. Smith, but he's only a rookie. And mm -hmm. you also have a new coaching staff, so you just don't know. And we'll see if they can make the playoffs. I mean, a lot has to happen. They got they got to keep winning and the other things ahead of them got to keep it going. So, you know, it'll be interesting. And look, I watched some of that game, you know, and look, I think the Eagles look like a team that was, you know, that that wanted to make the that that wanted to kind of make that playoff push. I know Washington had a lot of guys that are out due to COVID and all their coach. I think half their coaching staff, you know, had to, you know, mm -hmm. were in protocols and they're in quarantine with some of them. So, you know, you did they did what they could. You know, Gary Gilbert did what he could, but they just couldn't make the big plays late. Yeah, taking a look at the numbers for the Washington football team, Gabe Gilbert, who was signed off the New England Patriots practice squad a day before uh yesterday, he was 20 at 31, 194 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, QB rating of 81.9. Antonio Gibson, their star running back, had 15 carries for 26 yards in the early touchdown. In the receiving department, Terry McLaurin had two catches for 51 yards. Antonio Gibson, their star running back, had the most catches, six of them for 39 yards. Lakina, uh, as uh, Washington did what they could, especially early, but uh, their defense did get three sacks, but... Uh, Washington could not muster up much offense in the second half, and Philadelphia uh, got the uh, key divisional win. They, As they, they proved they were going now to seven to seven. Yeah, like I said before, a lot has to happen in front of them, and they have, they have to win out, mm -hmm. and a lot has to happen in front of them for them to sneak in. But we'll see. I mean, look, you know, the NFC East is, I know some people say it's Dallas. Dallas will probably end up winning that division, but, mm -hmm. you know, Eagles, are, they, they, may get, uh, they may get a push from somebody. They, they play each other too, so we'll see what happens. In the other contest that was running Aaron simultaneously on Fox, it was the Los Angeles Rams uh, defeating the Seattle Seahawks by 10. 2010, the Rams improved their record to 10 and 4. Seattle drops to 5 and 9. For the Rams, Matthew Stafford overcomes a shaky turnover. Uh, his QB rating was 106.1. He was 21 to 29 for 244 yards and two touchdown passes, both of them to wide receiver Cooper Cup. 
In the rushing department, the Rams had Son Sonny Michelle had 18 carries, 92 yards. Daryl Henderson had six carries for 23 yards. Mm -hmm. In the receiving department, with the two touchdown catches, Cooper Cup had nine of them for 136 yards. Yeah, Cup, I guess you'll break uh, Isaac Bruce's record for the most receptions uh, in Rams history in a single season. So um, kudos to him. I know people are going to say that he should be up there as probably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and I think he's proving that. Now, as far as – look, I know there was a questionable uh, pass interference call. I know DJ Dallas was – you know, you know, pleading his case for, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was with Ramsey or with, it was one of the, uh, their secondary guys that, you know, that's, that should have been called for PI that they're not going to call that late in the game. So it, it just, you know, kind of like, you know, sort of a waste of breath there and look Seattle. I mean, that's the bears next opponent. They're five and nine right now there. You can probably say bye-bye to their playoff hopes. Mm -hmm. So, and as far as the rails, I mean, they, they, they probably still have an outside shot at a one seed. I mean, you know they're 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 tied with the uh, the Cardinals right now. They split their uh, their uh, their series, so it's gonna come, go down come down to tiebreakers. So we'll see. I mean, they got the Vikings. You know they they had the Vikings the day after Christmas, then they go at the Ravens and they host the 49ers to finish everything off. So they could win two of those three and perhaps maybe sneak in there. You know maybe to you know not only win the NFC West but perhaps get won't get that one seed. Speaking of LA Rams, you mentioned Jalen Ramsey. He returned from COVID. Uh, he had five total tackles uh, in all of the game last night. He had uh, two. He had two def passes deflected. Also, two Odell Beckham Jr. the star wide receiver. He returned uh, to action off the COVID list. He only had one catch for seven yards. Jalen Ramsey made a huge difference in that secondary last night. Yeah. So it's it's good. Yeah, and it looked really good too. I guess the defense and also to Von Miller. I know he was coming back from. From protocols as well, you know, he definitely looked a little bit. You know, let was second in the team in in tackles with six total tackles with six. He also had a sack too, so he looked mm -hmm. you know, pretty good coming back from from the uh, protocols. Excuse me, but yeah, I know Sean McVay was saying that this is like the first time in like a week that they've had a full team, you know, practice, you know, practicing right before the game. So mm -hmm. that's you know, like you know, good or good on them, and they all getting healthy, which is which is great to see. But you know, we'll get to some of the other. Later on, when we do our picks, you know, other teams are now having po uh, protocol issues and COVID issues, so we'll get to that in a second, yeah. in a little bit. But yeah, so but look, I think I said the Rams they have they may have an outside shot at the one seed. Who knows? But you know, it, it's all gonna look, there's a lot that can still happen. So three three weeks left in the season, so we'll we'll see. We got less than a minute and a half before our bottom of the hour break. I was reading the Athletic this morning, and one of the writers suggested that Cooper Cup should be uh, in consideration for MVP. I brought up my case for Miles Garrett on our last show on Monday. I know Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and perhaps maybe Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts, their stud running back, are the top three candidates for NFL MVP right now. And, uh, and this article this morning made a great case for Cooper Cup. I, I'm, I, it's gonna, he's going to have to have monster numbers over these next three games and perhaps for the Rams to get the number one seed and for even him to make a dent between Rodgers and Brady. I, I I agree with the analytical stance of the, the article that I read this morning, but should he be considered on that list? Yeah, but it's going to take, a hate to say, it, a, a monstrous effort over the next three weeks, and perhaps the Rams get a number one seed for Cooper Cup to even be considered in the top three, top two in terms of uh, being in contention for NFL MVP. Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. I think he definitely. He's, I think he's definitely kind of like right in, like sort of like knocking on the door of mm -hmm. you know Brady, 
Brady and Rogers. You can probably put Jonathan Taylor in there as well. So I think he's probably kind of like, you know, sneaking in there, like in the window, like, okay, I want to get into, but yeah, so like you said, mm-hmm. he'll have his chances. I mean, you know, the Vikings secondary is sort of, you know, suspect the Ravens, they've had too many injuries. So he'll have big numbers. Uh, she, he should have big numbers there. 49ers, their secondary is actually pretty good. So we'll see and who knows that a lot could be a state by the time they play each other. It could be a playoff spot for them and perhaps maybe a one seat for the Rams. So we'll see, but like I said, it's all going to come down to, um, you know, the, the concept and horse, you know, Ken Stafford getting the ball or I'm like, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of guys that are going to be guarding him. He's going to be the, the target now. So I'm thinking, you know, we'll see what happens. He's definitely stepped up, you know, with Robert Woods being out the rest of the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's been the number one guy. So we'll see what happens now real quick. So before we uh, go to break, who are your studs and duds for week 15? Ooh, I'll go with Cooper Cup from, from last night. Uh, I don't have the rest of the schedule in front of me, but uh, I'll, I'll say, Aaron Rodgers again. That's number two. And number three, I'm trying to figure for number three, number three. Hmm. Give me a couple of seconds. Well, this is live, so anything goes. <laughs> number three, number three. Uh, just because I'll say the Houston Texans were actually showing up and playing a full 16 minute game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. I'll throw them a All right, yeah. Uh, I'll say Jonathan Taylor, another 170 yards. Uh, breaking all kinds of records, being right, you know, right there for the MVP. Uh, let's see, uh, you know, Cam Jordan and the rest of that Saints uh, defense for basically stopping Tom Brady and kind of like you know taming him and that offense. Although they're having their own issues too. And I'll say Trayvon. I'll say Tra- Trayvon Diggs. I mean, ten interceptions this year already. You know, one away from breaking the the franchise record you know, in the single season by the you know for the Cowboys. So. He's definitely – you got to think he should be the consideration for the MVP, but he probably won't because they don't, they don't like defensive guys. But, yeah, those are my top uh, three. Uh, does for me, I'll, I'll make them quick. Uh, the Jags, I mean, I guess I guess it's a personnel thing, not really just a coaching issue. Um, the, 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 the Bears, just for being the Bears. And also, too <laughs> – yeah, like, yeah, like I said, and also, too, uh, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Tampa. I mean, and I know that mm-hmm. – you know, the, the defense, you know, Dennis Allen had a great game plan, but it, it just, you know, what, what happened? You're still wondering, like, what the heck happened? But yeah, those are my duds. Yeah, my duds, uh, Bears, Bears, Bears. <laughs> like Destiny Child, Bills, Bills, Bills. <laughs> it's Bears, Bears, Bears. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. <sighs> Lakina, we need to take a, a, a two and two timeout. The Chicago Bulls, they're back from COVID. Are they? And we have another team that's in major trouble, at least on the court anyway. And plus, we'll have have our discussion about the nominees for the 2022 Basketball Hall of Fame uh, nominees. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You're listening to Second City Sports on a special Wednesday edition pre-Christmas celebration right here on SportsZone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the SportsZone Chicago. DeMar DeRozan with nine on the clock, under a minute to go. DeMar, top side three, got it! The action on the Bulls radio network, 115-110 over the Lakers on Sunday. Chicago back on the floor after having a pair of games postponed last week because of a COVID-19 outbreak. DeMar DeRozan with 38 points. He missed two weeks in the NBA's health and safety protocols. Nikola Vukovic with 19 points and 13 boards. Lonzo Ball added 19 points as the Bulls snapped the two-game slide. It was Chicago's first game since December the 11th. NFL tonight, the Bears take on the Vikings. Chicago with 17 
team players and all three coordinators on the reserve COVID-19 list. Defensive back Jalen Johnson and safety Deshaun Gibson, the latest additions to the COVID list on Sunday. The Vikings are 6-7, and seven, Chicago 4-9, and nine, the Bears trying to snap two games line. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Welcome back to to a pre-Christmas celebration, the special Wednesday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Silicon are here with you. You have a question or comment for us during the, our now 90-minute extravaganza. You can go to our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or go to Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, we have some breaking news regarding the Chicago Bulls as we talk Bulls at NBA. The Bulls. Raptors game tonight at the United Center, which was set for 7 o'clock Chicago time, has been postponed due to lack of available players for the Toronto Raptors as they're, they have been and still are dealing with their COVID issues. So once again, the Bulls-Raptors game tonight has been postponed at the United Center uh, due to a COVID outbreak with the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors have uh, a lack of available healthy players to uh, compete in this game tonight. Lakina, before we get to the actions on the court over the last uh, from uh, for the la- from the last couple of days, Adam Silver was on the NBA Today uh, TV show with Malika Andrews yesterday and basically said that uh, they're not going to go the route that the NHL has gone owner and taking an extended pause for the holiday break. As we talked about Lakina for the last couple of shows, uh, the NBA are just like all these other uh, three major sports. I know baseball is off right now because they don't play at this time of the year, but it's all about the money at the end of the day. They're going to do what, what they can, when they can to make up these games. Last year, uh, there were no fans in the stands in, in the majority of our stems across uh, the United States. Uh, the fans are back now. Uh, you can take every precaution in the world, but we all know that this this is why we call it professional sports. It all comes down to money, money, whether we like it or not. Yeah, and I think that's sort of the thing. I know I heard some comments where people say, "Oh, well, how how could you know how could he say that? You know, it should be about the state of the players and and the, and the rest of the fans and such." Yeah, look, he's thinking about that. I'm sure he's look. Say what you want about Adam Silver. He's very transparent mm-hmm. and he's very honest. And he said, "Look, we can do all you know, do all the protocols that we want, but look, you got guys who are vaccinated; they're getting breakthrough cases. So it, it's exactly. not." 
you know, so you can't really, you know, play around with, with that kind of thing. So and it's all about the money too. Now there might be some games, a Christmas games, some of them might be moved around, you know, for purposes. Cause you know, some guys are in protocols and such, but you know, there's really nothing you can do. And look, you can make these games up as the season goes. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out in that, mm -hmm. in that sense. But look, the Bulls will have six days off. So and I know DeMar DeRozan will not be very happy about that because he was just starting to get yeah. into a groove and he was bored. So he'll be bored again for another few days. And, you know, look, I'm sure, you know, Billy Dunn will have to try to be creative and what they can do. Cause, but I guess the good news is, is that, you know, Zach Levine, you know, Io DeSumo and the other, all the other players, Trayvon Jr., who are, you know, well, he's off protocols now, but other, the other guys that are, have been in protocols, mm -hmm. they should be back by then by the time they play their next game against the Pacers next week. So, you know, the good, that's some good news there. So yeah, it, it's fine. Yeah. For the uh, Chicago Bulls brief COVID break, uh, they're two and oh, of course, we talked about their uh, victory over the Lakers on our last show uh, from Sunday. Of course they had a back to back and they defeated the Houston Rockets, uh, even up their season series with the Rockets. Uh, 133 to 118 was your final from, um, from Monday. Lakina, I was really impressed by Kobe White. He didn't have a great game on Sunday. I know that was his first game back from Kobe, but uh, on Monday night, he, he, he really showed his skills uh, by scoring uh, 24 points in 32 minutes of action coming off the bench, including five of nine shooting for three-point range. Yeah, they looked really good, and I thought that maybe they'd be a little, you know, rusty, you know, since, you know, coming back, then they had to play another game, you know, especially from that mostly a charge win against the Lakers. Now they, you know, they had to come back and avenge that early loss that they have against the Rockets about a month ago, so... They were able to bounce back from that, so that's a that's a good thing. Also, too, you know, Kobe had a, a nice game. So and and also too, Vooch had a good game too with eighteen and six rebounds. Um, you know, Lonzo was sort of the story. He had nine nine points, eight assists. So and also five and a, five rebounds and a, and a steals. So five steals, I should say. So he looked really good. And you know, DeRose of course led the way with twenty six. Uh, you know, 24 points for Kobe White, Kobe White off the bench. So, you know, you got to think that it's going to take him a while because he hasn't played in like two or three weeks. So you got to think it's mm -hmm. going to take him a couple of games to kind of get back into a rhythm. So it's all about the rhythm thing. We, we come back from COVID. So you have to, you know, kind of just, you know, get, get, get your conditioning going, you know, get your, you know, because because it, we, we've seen with some with some guys, it takes a lot out of it, COVID does, especially if you're trying to play a sport. So it's going to take a little while for some of these guys to kind of get into a, into a rhythm, into the conditioning. So I'm not too worried about Kobe. You know, hopefully that's a preview, but now they're going to be off for another six days. So yeah, you know, there might be even more, a little, even more rusty. But again, you know, look, it's not their fault. I mean, it's all the stuff that's going on around them. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, look, I, if you're, you're 19 and 10, they're right up there with, with the best record in the East. So you'll take that. The fact that you're 2 and 0, especially having to take a long, you had to take a long uh, week off, you know. That look, but look, the good news is you have to most of the, all your guys back, so you can get it going. I want to focus in on two players for the Chicago Bulls. First is Lonzo Ball. He has hit seven three pointers combined uh, in his last two games. He, he, we all talked about his shooting needed to improve. His, it has improved over the last year or so, and we talked about his playmaking ability, which has made a huge difference in this Bulls team. But he's a nice third or fourth option on this Bulls team when teams decide to double DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine when he gets back and when Vooch is hitting who are you going to double team that it leaves Lonzo Ball open if you double team 
Demarius is going to leave Zach open. If these other teams, Zach is going to leave Vucevic open. If Vucevic, even if he's not hitting, if you pass the ball out, uh, you had, uh, this is one thing I like about this Bulls team. Besides playing team defense, they pass the ball very well. They rotate the ball. Guys are moving. Whoever's open, and, and, and they can take the shot. And Alonzo Ball has been uh, taking advantage of his open looks these last two games. Yeah, he has, and he's not afraid to take those looks. I think he wants to show people that, hey, you know what, I'm actually a pretty good point guard. So, and he's doing just that. He can score too. He's, you know, he can shoot the three. He can, you know, play the points. And I think that's sort of what that's what you want to see if you're if you're a Bulls fan. This is why you know, especially in the system that fits him just right. I think that's probably why he wanted to come to the Bulls, and and he's doing just that. He was four four from nine from three, so he's about 50 percent from three. So look, I mean. Look, they, it was a great team performance. I know they wanted to avenge that loss to Houston, and I know DeRozan wanted to avenge that loss too. So, you know, he led the way there. And and look, I think they did just that. I mean, look, Vooch looked really good. You know, been back to back games. You know, people, I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks were ready for their, you know, Trey Vooch tweets, but, you know, that didn't <laughs> end up being the case there. He scored 18. So, yeah, I mean, look, a great team. That's all, also Alfonso McKinney, who they just signed to a 10 day contract, another 10 day contract. He had 16. Mm-hmm. So if I think if you're the Bulls, you try your best to try to keep him because he's been very consistent. I know he, he's a Chicago kid, so I know he wants to, you know, he would love to play for the Bulls full time. So hopefully they'll keep him around the rest of the season. So yeah, so a lot of very good contributions from you know guys you know, some guys you don't know, or guys that just picked up from the uh, from the streets. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alfonso McKinney, he was on the backbone of those Warriors teams during the last couple of years, a few years ago, back in 2018, 2019. So he has a little bit of experience. He's taking advantage of his playing time time right now, and he's showing it. If the Bulls can somehow hold on to him for the rest of the year, that that'll be great because we don't know where this COVID situation is going. Hopefully, the worst is about behind this Bulls team. But if you find a way to keep it for the rest of the year, that just adds another weapon to already fully deaf team. Now, the second player that, that I wanted to talk about, you Bob, brought up his name is Vucevic. I know he fell short of a double-double on Monday, but uh, he had COVID a, a few weeks ago. And uh, we told you guys it was going to take him a couple of games. It took a little bit sooner than what we thought. But it looks like Vucevic is getting his game back. I know, like you said, some people want to still trade him. Uh, if um, if they want to go get a bigger name like Carl Anthony Towns, who I wish is he's on the Bulls, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But uh, Vucevic, I know he's not a defensive player. I don't expect him to be Dwight Howard or Dikembe Mutombo tomorrow morning, okay? But uh, I heard our, our guy Sean Sierra talk about this earlier today on his program, Sean and Maya in the morning. Uh, get him involved early like the Pistons did back in the day with James Edwards, uh, like the Bulls did with Bill Cartwright during those early championship, those three-peak championship mm-hmm. years. Now get him going and uh, going early because even though this game of basketball revolves around the three-point sh- shooting, I don't know about you, Lakina, but it's much easier time than ever before to score your points in the paint. Yeah, it, it is. And also, too, I think he's going to gonna have that opportunity, too, because you know, the rules are – they kind of been the rules a little bit for their offensive guys, so – you know, I think Boost will have a chance to kind of clean up and probably average a double double for the rest of the season. So, look, I look, I, I like the Boost trade. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, I think he's been a good fit. And now that you know, with COVID, now that when everybody else comes back, you know, uh, Zach and Ao and the rest of them, you know, when they come back, you know, they can kind of you know be sort of like a unit too. And hopefully, you know, the the worst of it is behind them, like you said. So. And, you know, hopefully we'll see this. You know, this vote for the rest of the year, and I don't have to hear you know Bulls Twitter going crazy. 
Yeah, the Bulls' next game is Sunday night at 7 o'clock at the United Center versus the Indiana Pacers. You listen to a special edition of Second City Sports on a Wednesday, this pre-Christmas celebration edition, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You listen to Sports Zone Chicago. You have a question or comment for us, place your questions or comments in the comment section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's start off backwards and go to last night's action from around the league. It was the Phoenix Suns uh, defeating the Los Angeles Lakers at Staples Center again, this time by the score of 108 to 90. Jameson Crowder had three points for the Phoenix Suns, but it was DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker who just returned from injury a few days ago leading the way. DeAndre Aiden had 19 points and 11 rebounds, while Devin Booker in 32 minutes of action had 24 points, seven assists, and nine, nine rebounds. Chris Paul, 11 points, nine assists, and 29 minutes of action. Lakina, we talked about this before for the last couple of weeks. The Phoenix Suns are telling people what we did last year wasn't a fluke. We're even more dangerous this year. That's why they have a top three record in the league, 25 wins and only five losses. Yeah, they, they've looked really good. And I know I know that, you know, look, like I said, they were able to kind of hold down the floor while Booker was gone with his hamstring injury. But mm -hmm. the good news is, is that he's been back. They haven't skipped it. They haven't missed a beat. I mean, the, they looked really good. You know, Aiden stepped up. Um, Mikhail Bridges, you know, had hit some big shots in that game. Mm -hmm. Else two guys off the bench, you know, Cam Johnson, Jamel McGee, and Cam uh, campaign. I think they're trying to, I think they're proving to people that, hey, you know what, this wasn't a fluke. I mean, we're actually a pretty good team. Now, as for the, on the flip side, as for the Lakers, I know LeBron had 34 and, um, Westbrook had 22, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, I know they've got guys, you know, out due to COVID, you know, protocols and such. Mm -hmm. AD's going to be out about, a, a, like, over almost a month or at the very least with a, a torn MCL. So, for me, you know, I don't know what you – I don't know what to, to think about the Lakers. So, you know, they might be in trouble. I know some people have asked for uh, Rob Palenka's head. Uh also, too, you got to think. I know Frank Vogel's in COVID protocol, so mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of folks are going to be asking him. Can we call it for his job? So I don't know. I mean, I think the Lakers are in real trouble here. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Lakina. You mentioned LeBron James's 34 point performance last night, especially now without Anto uh, Anthony Davis. LeBron's going to have to carry the load. I know Russell Westbrook had 22, 22 points and 10 assists, but. You didn't really get much from your uh, bench last night. Trevor Ariza was the only one had 12 points, including three or three from three-point range. Carmelo Anthony really struggled last night with only seven points. But between your starting two guards, Taylor Horton Tucker, Chicago's very own, and Wayne Ellison, both of them had a combined total of six points. That's not going to get it done. Isaiah Thomas, who's been hot the first couple of games, has being signed from the G League. He only had three points last night. So I know the Lakers are going through uh, COVID issues as well, but – uh, you need more um, uh, more help if you're LeBron James, and uh, assuming or hopefully that these injuries for the Lakers do not continue. But if it does, he has to carry much of the load. Uh, these heavy men will start to wear down on him, especially at the end of the season as you get ready uh, to uh, uh, play in the playoffs. We've seen this is his fourth year in the Lakers uniform outside of the bubble bubble year of the bubble year 2020. LeBron James has been injured every year since he's been in the, in the Lakers uniform. Uh, TNT threw up a stat last night uh, throughout his first uh, – his first uh, up until the point that he signed with the Lakers a few years ago, he only missed 71 total regular season games. Since he's been with the Lakers, he's missed 71 games. Well, people also need to remember, too, he's 36. 
Yeah, he's, he's been playing gonna, professionally since 18, and this yeah, is so his 19th not, year. Yeah, so he's not going to, you know, you're not going to see LeBron. It, it shouldn't have to depend on LeBron to kind of carry the mm-hmm. load, you know. And we, this is going to be a wear and tear on his body, and I think that's going to be sort of the thing that's going to, that might, you know, catch up to him and not in a good way. So if you're the Lakers, you hope that maybe AD can come back in about, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks, you know, in a few weeks, I should say, if other guys can come back from, from protocols. There, look, there might be a whole lot of them that might be co- that be coming down the pipe for the Lakers. So if they don't get it together mm-hmm. soon, I mean, I think you probably just say that whatever hopes they have for a championship, you know, even for the playoffs, they may have to still you know, say bye bye. The first game of the TNT doubleheader last night saw the Miami Heat dominate the Indiana Pacers one twenty five to ninety six. Both Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero both added twenty six points. Yeah, they've been very solid, you know, especially, you know, they've had injury issues, you know, Butler's still out, uh, mm-hmm. Bam Alabio, he's still out as well. So the fact that they were able to kind of, you know, dominate the uh, the Pacers, which is extraordinary. Of course, we know what the situation is with the Pacers. You know, they're probably going to be, by probably by February, you know, a lot of those guys in the Pacers are probably going to be gone, some of them. So, you know, you, you take that for what it's worth. The fact that Real quickly, you know, Keena, not to interrupt you, but I just started this. I actually thought of this this morning. And it just popped in my head just now, and I don't think it's going to happen. But you never know. Could Miles Turner? Uh, would, would you do you think it's a realistic possibility that Miles Turner could be in a Bulls uniform? If they can make it happen, you may have to give up Kobe, and I, and I know that uh, AK and Evans don't want to do that. So I, I think you know. Look, it's like I'm sure. Look, I'm sure they're kind of keeping an eye on what's going on here, but. You know, like I said, you may have to give up some guys. You know, you have a you have a first round pick. You don't have a second round pick because of the punishment from the the stuff with Alonzo Ball. But it, it, you know, but we'll see. I know I know people want you know Turner in the Bulls uniform, but I think I think he's probably is what they need because he is sort they sort of missing that that interior guy. But it we'll have to wait and see. Now going back to the Heat, I mean, the fact that they've been able to kind of keep it up, you know, you know. It, Duncan Robinson, you know, I know Tyler here. I know, I know that uh, our, our girl, Alana Tucker is a big fan of his. You know, he had 26 off the bench last night. And, you know, Duncan Robinson also had 26 points. I mean, Max Struss for DePaul, all you former, all you DePaul fans out there, you know, <laughs> former DePaul player, he had 18. Uh, so they've had, they have guys, they've had guys step up. So they got, that's a testament to Eric Spolstra's mm-hmm. uh, job, you know, the job that he's, he, he's doing so. You know, the fact that they're 19 and 13, they're, I think they're like the fourth seed right now, the fourth, the third or the fourth seed right now in the East. I mean, yeah, that's pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive. As we said before, the Miami Heat, you should not overlook this team. Uh, they're not, may not, they, they may not be filled with superstars, but they're filled with uh, talent and grit. And you got to give head, head coach Eric Spoelstra a whole lot of credit on, on that. They'll be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. They can give teams like Chicago, Milwaukee, and Philly trouble come playoff time uh staying with the eastern conference the new york knicks the new york knicks <laughs> finally get back on track last night they improved their record to 14 and 17 on the year after a 105 91 win over the detroit pistons kimba walker had been missing the last 18 games due to a coach's decision coach tips <laughs> coach tips gave him a starting nine last night kimba walker took advantage in 40 minutes of actually had 21 points eight of 21 shooting including three and nine for three point wage also added eight rebounds and Five assists. Yeah, you wonder like, are they going to keep him there more often? Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Mitchell Robinson has also has seventeen off the bench. So you know, I think the Knicks needed this because they have been struggling lately. So they're fourteen and seventeen right now. So we'll you know we'll see if they can get together. I mean, that's a that's a pretty you know you know the Pistons are not there yet. They're they're five and twenty five, but still, they still got players on that team, including Kate Cunningham. So I mean, will this could, could this be you know, be a sort of a, a winning streak for the Knicks? We'll just have to wait and see. 
Let's see. The the Dallas Mavericks finally won a game. Congratulations to Jason Kidd. They get their revenge and defeating the Minnesota Timberwolves 114 to 102. Jalen Brunson in 40 minutes of action. He uh, he, he was a, a starter at the last minute. He had 28 points, including 10 of 18 shooting from the field, three of eight for three point range, and also two. Powell had 15 points along with eight rebounds. D the Dallas Mavericks are still missing Luka Doncic, but uh, it was a total, total team effort. They uh, collected the win and defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves by 12 points. Lakina, I wanted to ask you because I didn't get a chance to catch it live last night. Dirk Nowitzki was a guest analyst with mm -hmm. uh, TV voice, Dallas Mavericks TV voice, Mark Followill on Bally Sports Southwest. Uh -huh. Did you get a chance to catch any of it? If so, how did he sound in your opinion? He sounded pretty good. I mean, I got to think that, you know, this might be something that he would you know like to do. I know he said that he probably wouldn't mind doing some TV work, but maybe just more locally, maybe not nationally. So mm -hmm. but he sounded pretty good. I mean, he, you know, he did, he knew when to jump in when he, you know, he didn't step on any, anybody. So he, he sounded pretty good last night. And I guess, you know, I guess, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. I think got banged up, you know, nicked up, you know, I think he tweaked something at practice. So that's why Brunson had to, uh, you know, come into mm -hmm. the lineup. So, but you know, not, not too, you know, didn't affect him too much. He had 28 points. So kind of lead the way there. And I know they wanted to avenge that loss to Minnesota a couple of days ago. And, and like you said, so like I said, Don gets is out. You know, they took that as a, as a rest game for him. So, but the fact that they were to do this without Luca, I know there have been some folks that are questioning whether or not Jason Kidd could coach this team, you know, mm -hmm. They got a nice win against a, a, a not not a great Minnesota team, but they've been up there at five. They've kind of you know, you know, lingering at five hundred. Mm -hmm. So you know, but still a nice win nonetheless. And be, before we close out this segment and give you the uh, the schedule for tonight and tomorrow before uh, the NBA prepares for his Christmas Day games, uh, the the New Orleans. New Orleans Hornets, uh, they lose again. Of course, they're going through the, their issues with Zion Williamson. The Jazz uh, defeated them on Monday, 112 to 102. The Jazz get back on track after losing a heartbreaker at home to Washington last Saturday. The Spurs uh, blew out the Clippers. I think that the Clippers still are going to be fine, but the Spurs, they're going through their transition uh, period right now. So it was nice to get a uh, see the Spurs uh, get a win with a young squad. And of course, the Warriors continue to roll. They defeated the Kings 113. To 98, and then one more score to pass along to you guys for last night. It was the New Orleans Pelicans um, defeating the Portland Trail Blazers 111 to 97. Brendan Ingo had 28 in that game, and <laughs> they owned New Orleans with Zion. I know. You know, I think they may just have to sit him the rest of the season. I feel like I don't know if he wants. I think to that's play. where it's headed. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's where it's headed. It's it's happening. It's happening because he yeah. had a setback, and then they had another procedure on his foot. So I think they should just sit him and. See what happens there. But now it's going into tonight's games. Uh, the first game of the of the NBA TV doubleheader. You got Orlando and Atlanta. We'll see if Atlanta, if that even you know. Again, these games are you know subject to change because of you know various mm -hmm. real protocols. So I know Atlanta. I think like you know Gallinari and also to uh, someone else. Uh, we know we know Trey Young. You know is now in is, uh, in health and safety protocols. Yeah, I think uh, don't be shy. They'll be back if he's back for Saturday's game because they're the first game up on Christmas against the Knicks. They may have to move that, but who knows? But uh, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens if this game even is even played tonight. But again, we'll see. Um, Cleveland and Boston, also Houston and Milwaukee, Denver and OKC at seven o'clock, and also to uh, the Clippers will try to bounce back from the loss to the Spurs a couple of nights ago, and they go to Sacramento and play the Kings. 
Yeah, the Kings beat them a couple of weeks ago uh, at their new arena, so the Clippers have revenge on their mind. So that's the schedule for tonight. And for tomorrow, the rest of the league will uh, finish out their schedule as planned before they take a, a Christmas Eve break. Uh, the Nets and Trailblazers, that game has been postponed due to the mm-hmm. COVID outbreak for the Brooklyn Nets. But uh, the rest of the schedule looks like this for tomorrow. As Lakina said, these uh, the, the times are... Or the games could be changed, but as of now, uh, this is the schedule for tomorrow, the, the 23rd. Houston will visit Indiana. The, the New Orleans Pelicans will visit Orlando to take on the Magic. Atlanta will play Philadelphia. The Pistons will visit the Heat. The Warriors and Knicks will get on at MSG at 6.30 Chicago time. The, uh, the NBA TV game of the night will have Milwaukee at Dallas at 7.30. New Orleans will visit Denver. OKC has been playing very well lately. The Thunder will face the, off against the Phoenix Suns. The Timberwolves and the Jazz will uh, will do battle in Salt Lake City. The Grizzlies and the Warriors will do battle in Chase Center at 9 p.m. John Moran is back, by the way, so that should be a great match. Remember, Memphis beat Golden State the first time last month at the Chase Center, and that was without John, John Moran. And the Spurs and the Lakers will wrap up Thursday's action at 9.30. So the Lakers are trying to get back on track. Lakina, I'm looking forward to the Grizzlies and Warriors tomorrow night. Steph versus John Moran. We talked about the hot streak that the Grizzlies have been on for the last two or three weeks without Ja. Should we take the Memphis Grizzlies seriously? And this will be their first big test. I know, they, like I mentioned just a moment ago, they defeated the Warriors the last time they played over a month ago. But this is going to be a totally different story now with Job back in the lineup. Yeah, it'll be interesting because they actually lost their first game you know, with Job back. So against OKC, mm-hmm. so it's going to be, you know, we'll see how the team res- uh, team responds. Now, they've been kind of been on a hot streak lately. So, so that should be a good one. I know, you know, Steph and the Warriors want that their revenge against since Memphis beat them earlier this season. So it should be a, a fun one there as it is with these two teams playing recent year, recent months, I should say. Now for the Christmas games, again, you know, these could change, you know, Atlanta and New York, that's the first game. That's ESP. Mm-hmm. That's the ESPN game. Boston and Milwaukee at one thirty. Chicago time. That's the first of the ABC triple header. Mm-hmm. Golden State and Phoenix. That should be a fun one. I um, wish Clay Thomas was back for that one. I'll still yeah. watch, but I wish Clay Thomas was back for that one. They'll, 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 they'll play again, I'm sure, by the time mm-hmm. he gets back, so I don't have to worry. We wouldn't worry too much about that. Now, again, this could change. You know, Brooklyn and the Lakers, again, this could change. Also, to Dallas and Utah. That should be a fun one in the nightcap for the mm-hmm. Christmas Day games. So, again, these games could change, you know, through your know, protocols and such, you know, times and whatnot. Uh, as of as I already kind of put it out there that this, these games could change, but again we'll see. And finishing up Sunday real quick, Sun, uh, mm-hmm. the Battle of Florida, Orlando and Miami, Toronto they should be back for for protocols by then. But again, this is you know so that's a change. Cleveland and uh, Philadelphia and Washington mm-hmm. that should be a fun one at five. Memphis and Sacramento that should be another fun one at five o'clock. And wrapping up the Sunday uh, schedule, Pistons at Spurs at 6 o'clock. The Pacers and the Bulls at from the United Center at 7. And, of course, the Nuggets and the Los Angeles Clippers at 8 o'clock. So a lot of holiday basketball for you to enjoy. As Lakina mentioned, uh, the times and the, and the dates could change. But right now, that's the set schedule for this coming holiday weekend. Stay tuned for more sports and more fun as Second City Sports continues with our conversation of, of the 2022 basketball Hall of Fame nominees, plus our We 16 picks 
from the National Football League for this upcoming weekend, and plus a whole lot more, along with Lakita McGee, which is she. I'm Sydney Brown. That's me. You listen to a special pre-Christmas celebration edition of Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The NHL season is being paused through December the 26th. Amid a surge in positive COVID-19 cases across the league, COVID-19 absences led to a stream of postponements in recent days. 11 teams suspended operations entering Monday, and all cross-border matchups across the United States and Canada have been postponed. There have been 44 games postponed this season, and more than 15% of the league is in the COVID-19 protocol. The season scheduled to resume on Monday the 27th, while the Blackhawks are scheduled to resume their season on the 28th at home against the Blue Jackets. NBA tonight, the Bulls are home against Toronto. Chicago's won two in a row. They're 19-10, and 10, a game and a half out of first place in the West chasing the Nets. Chicago coming in after a 133-118 win over the Rockets on Monday. The Raptors in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference at 14-15. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports on a special Wednesday pre-Christmas celebration edition. Real live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kino Scrum McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. Make sure you follow Warm Media on all social media platforms. And you have a question or comment for us during our now 16 minutes remaining in the show, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. You can type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to do something stupid or decide to troll or be a Scrooge since it's the holiday season, Lakina will give you the beer lane beer boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> I love saying that. Lakina, let's get to our basketball discussion as the news came out yesterday regarding the nominees for the Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2022. It was announced on NBA Today's uh, TV show on ESPN yesterday. It's a pretty long list, and there were some first-time nominees. We'll go through the list. Lakina, I know it's a pretty long list, but we'll go through it together. Let's start off with the North American Committee. Uh, uh, these are your first-time no- nominees. Ken Anderson, the coach. Fletcher Arrett, Johnny Bach, 
That name sounds familiar to you old school Bulls fans. Gene Bess, Chauncey Billups, Rick Bird, Muggsy Bogues, Irv Brown, Jim Birch, Marcus Camby, Tom Chambers, first-time nominee, John Clarity, Michael Cooper, Jory Crawford, referee, Jack Curran, Mark Eaton, may his soul rest in peace, Cliff Evans, Hugh Evans, referee, Michael Finley, Chicago's very own, Steve Fisher, former uh, college basketball head coach at San Diego State in the famous Fab Five in Michigan, Manu Ginobili, first-time nominee, Leonard Hamilton, Richard Hamilton, Tim Hardaway, Chicago's very own, Lou Henson, defining the line name from back in the day, may his soul rest in peace, referee Ed Hightower, David Hickson, a coach, first-time nominee, Bob Huggins, Mark Jackson, yes, the former player, not TV analyst, that Mark Jackson, Herman Johnson, coach, Marcus Johnson, current TV analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks, George Carl, Gene Cady, Ken Kern, Sean Marion, Chicago's very own, Raleigh Massimino, Bob Collip, Danny Miles, Jake O'Donnell, referee, Bo Ryan, Norman Sloan, Jennifer Az, Gary Blair, Becky Hammond, Susie McConnell, and Lindsey Whalen. Yeah, Lindsey Whalen and uh, Becky Hammond are both first timers, so you got to think mm -hmm. one. And then Lindsey Whalen is a, a first timer, yes. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, we'll know what Becky Hammond is too, I believe. So you know, that's, I'm sure one will both of them get in. Look, I don't know how the what the criteria is for the Basketball Hall of Fame. I know some people mm -hmm. say they let everybody in, and they, and they probably will too eventually. Um, yeah, it's not say, the NBA. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It includes right. your high school, college, and college. uh, and um. International players, yeah, yeah, international players, contributors. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, so I'm sure Rip Hamilton will probably get in first ballot. Maybe Tim Hardaway Senior might get in. Uh, I think Chelsea Bills could get in too as a first first ballot because remember he had a uh, he had a good uh, career when he was at uh, Colorado as well. Kind of helped them, kind of put them on the on the yeah. map back in the in the, uh, the mid '90s, mid to late '90s. Of course, you know, five time All Star, three time All Star, All NBA selection. Finals MVP as well, part of that 04 uh, uh, Pistons team that ups that upset the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they're yeah, I mean, look, George Carl. I'm a little surprised he hasn't been down there already. Mm -hmm. uh, so Bob Huggins as well for all his uh, college accomplishments. Uh, Swin Cash, you got to think maybe she might get into. So yeah, so it's it's going to be tough. But again, they go through like different, you know, finalists and such. So it won't if the finalists won't be shared until like during uh, the final four. That won't be until April. So yeah, know. yeah. The hey, next stage will be yeah. The the nominees will be uh the next round will be announced during All Star Weekend in Cleveland. Yeah. Like you said, the uh, the finalists will be announced during uh, the final four. Yeah. So it's yeah. So you gotta think there's gonna be some names that are probably gonna be left out, unfortunately. But but yeah, I yeah. think look, I think some of those names I think are, are are very deserving. You know, some of the names that you mentioned. You know, I'm a little surprised that you know, that they're not already in, but you know, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Look, I think Muggsy Bowes can kind of revolutionize basketball. So I'm a little surprised he hasn't, he's not in already. Yeah. He has the best, if not, not the best, but he has one of the best assist to turnover ratio numbers of all time. Yes. So I think, yeah, I think he'll probably get in there too. Sean Marion, I think he may have to wait a couple of years. I feel like, I know he had a good, a good college career. Um, but you know, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it's going to be a very interesting list. There could be some folks that are going to be, you know, left out that may have to wait another year or two or maybe three. But yeah, it, it should be interesting though that that list. So it, it's going to, you know, look, I mean, the Hall of Fame is always tough, especially with the Basketball Hall of Fame. But mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, there's another list that's full of uh, first-time nominees. We'll get to that in just a second. But I remember having this discussion with Ken Davis when we were doing the Dean Davis show. And and Michael Thompson, who's the current Lakers uh, radio analyst for their broadcast, he brought up his former teammate, Michael Cooper, who hasn't been in the Hall of Fame yet. And I wanted to ask you, uh, I'm surprised that Michael Cooper isn't in the Hall of Fame because he's a five-time champion. He was uh, sixth man of the year. And I want to say defensive player of the year. And he he's won a title as a WNBA head coach. Yeah, I'm a little surprised he's not on. He hasn't, you know, not on the uh, thing yet. But again, you know, look, we don't know how the the criteria is. We don't know how you know these folks pick the pick him. I mean, we know the the, the football and the baseball and, and such, but the basketball is a little. I don't want to maybe not not as complicated. But I guess they want to kind of keep it. You know, try to make sure everybody is in, it's inclusive to everyone. So. It, it is what it is, but yeah, I'm sure he'll probably get some consideration as well. But yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's going to be interesting to see who who gets left out, especially among mm-hmm. the, the first timers. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and Mano Ginobili, uh, that's an easy one. He's going to get in, of course, <laughs> with his with his championships with the Spurs in 2003, 05, 07, and 14. That speaks well of himself. Of course, he helped uh, Team Argentina in the Olympics. So yeah, uh, he's pretty much a lock. Now, Tom Chambers, I'm not sure. I know he had a very good stretch <clears throat> with the Seattle Sonics and, of course, a couple years in Phoenix. But is it Hall of Fame worthy? I got to look into the numbers a little bit more. He was a very good player. He was a multi-all-star. One all-star game MVP in 87 when he was a member of the Sonics when the all-star weekend was in Seattle. But is he, is it Hall of Fame worthy? I'm not sure. I got to look in deeper into the numbers. But uh, he, he may eventually get in, but I think he'll be waiting a long time too. Yeah, he's another one of those guys that'll probably be waiting for waiting a bit a bit. So again, like I said before, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see who gets, you know, who gets the nod and who doesn't. I mean, there's probably gonna be some familiar names that will probably be left out. They may have to mm-hmm. wait a few years. But yeah, it like I said, it's it's a nice list. I mean, like I don't want to be a part of that committee. Yeah. <laughs> uh from the direct elect category, contributor nomin- committee nominations, uh Dick Bumgarner, Henry Bibby. That's uh, Mike Bibby's father, for those of you doing your research. Marty Blake, famous scout. Vic Bubas, Doug Collins, Larry Costello, Wayne Duke, Bob Gibbons, first-time nominee, John, the late Johnny Red Kerr, Dale Harris, and some other uh, highlighted names. Fred yeah, I McCall, think, I think, Jack yeah, McClowski, the late Jack McClowski. I think that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Billy Packer, Will Robinson, Gene Shu, Donnie Walsh, he should be in there. He mm-hmm. helped uh, the Indiana Pacers franchise to go to where it is now. And Jawan Williams and the late Jim Valvano. I'm surprised he's, he, besides his 83, of course, NC State team um, being mentioned in the Basketball Hall of Fame, I'm surprised he's not, uh, him by himself, is not in the Basketball Hall of Fame already. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, as a contributor. Um, yeah, I think Doug Collins, he's already in, I believe. So I'm a little surprised. That, but, yeah, he'll probably get as a contributor to um, also uh, Billy Packer. I don't know however folks feel about him, you know, later in his yeah. career. He was a very good, you know, revolutionary for, uh, you know, college hoops. So I think he'll probably get into. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, like I said before. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know the, the criteria. I know that's a separate committee in the for the contributors. But, like I said, it's, it's going to be interesting, though. I think we'll, we'll see who gets in and who does. I mean, like I said, it's still a long process, so. Yeah, so that's the highlight um, class for um, the highlight um, first-time nominees uh, for for the Basketball Hall of Fame 2022. And so, uh, like you said, like it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the, um, how the committee 
uh, Alexa. Any first-time members going outside of Ginobili? Like I said, man of Ginobili um, is a no-brainer, but some of the other guys like Tom Chambers and Muggsy Bogues, they may have to wait, but probably not too, not too long. So we'll, we'll see what happens with those players. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, there you listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Lakini McGee along with um, Sydney Brown. So a lot of things coming across the wires here, Sid, mm-hmm. when it comes to COVID. Um, Texas A&M, we're going to, into college football for a second. Texas A&M, mm-hmm. they don't have enough players apparently. So now they've, you know, now the Gator Bowl, where you know Wake Forest is, are, you know, they're already there, I believe, and now that's in question. And also to uh, the playoff, you know, the couple college football playoff folks announced that if the team is not available for the playoff, the team will forfeit and the opponent will advance to the title game. If both can't play, the the other semifinal will be for the national championship game. Really? <laughs> seriously? Are we, are we seriously doing this? I mean, look, I know that. Look, I know it's about money and such, but look, we're mm-hmm. talking about safety of the players, and also too that all this is really just you know just so stupid. And you would think they would have had this type of you think they 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 they, they, they was have contingency plans like even before all this stuff because he had to think that this was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So come on, we all know the NCAA is a bunch of crooks and they lack foresight. But Lakina, we talked about this with the professionals. I'm gonna bring up the NFL as an example in just a moment. But like you said, the NCAA didn't you learn your lesson from last year and you pulled off your college football tournament last year with no little to no issues. Okay. This year, things are starting to get back to normal, even though we're having this outbreak. You really going to try to pull these shenanigans? They're going to take the playbook from the NFL, unless it's totally out of control. It's all about money, even though the players don't get paid. I, I know we got the NIL rule now. But still, you're going to start playing games with the players in these teams and the fans that are traveling to watch these games? No way. Those games are going to get played. ESPN is going to get all the money that they can get. And so are these schools. I, I, I just find it hard to believe that we're going to see some foolishness with this. But if we do, I wouldn't be surprised because it's at the feet and hands of the NCAA. A little bit of weirdness here. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, well, we'll see if they actually you know, go through with it. I mean, um, Reading this is just dumb that the fact that they're even thinking about th- that they would do this, like, well, okay, they forfeit. I'm like, and plus, you know, with the, with the Big East, I mean, they, they have a similar uh, thing because DePaul apparently, unfortunately, they're now 0-2 because some of the issues they've had with their program. Which Go is back to because, basketball. Yeah, and um, also, too, uh, which is weird because Seton Hall, who is supposed to have played, um, I believe, tonight, they, you know, they're also having COVID issues, Seton Hall is. So the fact that that, that it counts as a, as a loss for DePaul, I think is kind of, again, stupid. But again, that that's just another thing. But yeah, I mean, they need to kind of read, redo some of these, these, uh, these situations. But look, I know with scheduling and stuff, you know, you make these schedules years in advance. But again, you know, maybe you should have, you know, maybe you should plan that maybe something like this would happen. So I think it's just, you're basically blaming the team for not keeping their kids healthy, which is, the dumbest thing ever, but again, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, to tie into uh, to the National Football League into this as well. Again, I was listening to Eric Dickerson. He has a, a local radio show in Los Angeles every Monday, and they were talking about uh, the changes to the NFL protocols because you know they had games removed. They played the rest of the uh, schedule from uh, on uh, from last night, 
last night with the two games that we mentioned last hour early in the show. And the, one of the changes to NFL's protocols was that if you're not showing any symptoms visibly, you can still play. And Eric Dickerson and Rodney P, I believe, they were talking about how the NFL is going to push through this, which I believe so as well. They did last year, but there, which was no vaccines until around this time last year. But these professional leagues did not jump the line. But uh, they brought up this popular scenario, and I'll bring this up with you in our audience. You can go to our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. We want to hear your questions or comments on this question. If it comes to the NFC, uh, to the championship game, let's just say the NFC championship game, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady for the second year in a row, if one of them or both of them has COVID, do you think that the league will cancel the game or do you think they'll schedule for Monday or Tuesday of that week? Because it's all about money at this point. It always has been, always will be. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those, I think it's one of those things where if it comes down to look, you know, Rodgers already has had COVID, so I don't think that's going to be a problem now. If He'll show you his toe. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, 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 you know, that, that total thing, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. But yeah, but look, if, 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 if Brady somehow gets COVID, I mean, yeah, I think they probably will do what they can. If it is a top player, I think they will try to do what they can to kind of, you know, try to accommodate and, you know, because it's too much money involved. And I think people are going to say, well, wait a minute. So unless you're going to put all these guys in a bubble, which is going to be hard to do, but exactly. You know, yeah, but it's one of those things where maybe you should have had all this plan. I mean, look, they didn't plan for another variant to come in and, turns out to spread even you know even faster than the previous variant so it's just one of those things where you sort of say to yourself oh, oh okay let okay let, let's plan let's process it out and try to maybe plan all this and in case you know something does happen we can kind of okay here's you know here's uh plan b c d whatever you know have mm-hmm. it'll go all the way up to f if you can and just you know just be careful and just try to maybe see if you can dust it yeah, same thing with the Super Bowl. Let's, you know you're going to have a superstar matchup, in particular at the quarterback position. If it was uh, Brady versus Mahomes for the second straight year or um, Mahomes versus Rodgers, if one of them has it, I know the, the NFL has a specific time period that they could play the Super Bowl, but I guarantee you one of them has it. The NFL is going to wait. If they can wait six months or six days, but they're going to get the Super Bowl in, just like the rest of these playoff games. They're going to get it in. Well, yeah, I mean, too much money is involved. Exactly. And I feel like that's probably why you probably won't see any. Cause they may they may push it back. I mean, they may. I'm sure they're already thinking about maybe contingency plans in case this does happen. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently, you know, California, it's going crazy right now. So, well, again, we'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said, no one expected another variant to come out. But, you know, you got to think that this is going to be a part of life. And I think as Silver said it in his, in his interview with Liga Andrews yesterday, you know, it, it's going to be one of those things where this is, of course, it's going to be a part of life. So you just got to try to prepare accordingly and try to take take care of everything. And, and I think, yeah, and, yeah and, I, and I think Adam Silver, the commissioner, is being realistic about this uh, uh, anyway. So all these commissioners represent the owners. The owners are trying to make up the money from last year with no fans being in the stands. So, you know, which is going to have to uh, deal with this thing. Now, as far as the, going back to the NBA, uh, as far as Christmas is concerned, Maybe one one game gets moved, if that. But I guarantee you, we're going to be watching basketball for the majority of the day, okay? And, and, and regarding that Nets-Lakers game Saturday night, don't be shocked if Kevin Durant and or Kyrie Irving makes his regular season debut against the Lakers. Because if one of them or both of them don't play in that game, do you think the NBA lets that game go on? Yeah, you have, Yes, you have LeBron James on the other side. 
and Russell Westbrook, but are you going to watch a bunch of has-beens and no-names for the Brooklyn Nets? No, you're not. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting to see what, what they do because, like I said before, we're talking about a whole lot of other things, mm -hmm. too, so it's going to be very interesting. And and like we've been saying, I mean, it's going to get to the point where you're going to wonder, like, okay, you know, what what can be done here to, to, to combat this? I mean, the best thing you can do is just try you know, try to get vaccinated and just, you know, just make sure, you know, you wear your mask and wash your hands and everything else. So you're listening to second city sports on a special Wednesday edition or pre Christmas celebration. We're alive in the living color along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Let's go back to the college football playoff Lakina. We all know there's going to be Alabama versus Cincinnati and Georgia versus Michigan uh, next Saturday for uh, next Friday, I should say for new year's Eve. We'll give you our uh, uh, breakdowns for those, uh, games coming up for on our shows next week, but the news came out early today that the New Year's six uh, New Year's uh, six uh, games will get an all a mega cast. I love those mega casts that ESPN do, has been doing for the last few years. What about you? Yeah, I, I really like it. I like the coaches one. That's one of my favorites because you kind of get mm -hmm. like, the coaches perspective, get various coaches from around the country you know, to, and different TV angles as well. That's yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. I like that. I mean, the the one on ESPN too, where they they just have like it's kind of like the Manning cast, but they just have guys, you know, and have your know, guys and gals just talking. It just it doesn't really yeah. appeal to me. So, you know, but it, but look, I I I really tend to stick with like the regular regular broadcasts with whoever's doing the game, and also too with the um with the, like I said with the the coaches, you know, the coaches corner you know, the version they do that. So I really mm -hmm. like that that aspect of it, and they change they may keep keep a couple and then maybe change the coaches. But yeah, I like this idea that they're doing this for all of the New Year's Six games. They used to just do it for the playoffs and the semis mm -hmm. and uh, the final, but now they're gonna do it for all six New Year's Six games. I mean that that's gonna be very interesting. I also like too. I'm one of the even though ESPN Classic is going away, remind me to ask you a question um, regarding I just said ESPN Classic coming up in our next segment, but. um I also like to, and they usually do this for the national championship game, uh, have the local schools, local broadcast. I hope they I, keep that around. Yeah, I think they're going to do that, though, I believe. So, yeah, I think they are going to they are going to do that, I think, you know, for the semifinals as well. I don't think they're going to do it for all the New York Six Bowl games because mm -hmm. that's a lot. But, you yeah. know, I know the SEC Network's going to do the, uh, the, the Alabama-Georgia feeds. I know the apps mm -hmm. are going to have the Michigan and um, Cincy feeds as well. So, yeah, I think I look. I like the idea of it. Like I said before, I I usually just tend to watch the the traditional broadcast mostly, and then maybe the coaches stuff. But mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, I mean, this is sort of a nice way to kind of give you a, a different perspective from each of the different you know angles of it. So yeah, look, I mean, I'm glad they are doing it for the uh, for all six. But yeah, I mean, I think this is gonna this should be a, a nice little concept for them that they might they may keep it going through the future. Yeah, and I hope that they can keep it going as well. Lakina, uh, like I said, we'll get more into our breakdowns of, of the uh, two New Year's Eve games uh, on our shows next week. But do you have any early thoughts? Uh, do you see any surprising trends? Or uh, do you sense anything different happening with, the, with those uh, four teams in the playoff? Like I said, I'll get more in depth next week. I mean, mm -hmm. like I said, there's really nothing, you know, nothing really to say right now. I mean, I know that Michigan, you know, they're they're all going to try plan on getting their boosters. I know everyone's kind of have an honor system. You know, make sure no one goes anywhere, make sure no one's around anybody, and make sure they all keep it close together. I know they're all going to get their boosters, I believe, over the weekend. So to make sure everybody's safe, and you know, I know other schools are doing this. I think Sissy's doing the same thing as well. So you know, just to make sure everyone everyone's you know is safe and. 
you know, no one, you know, the honor system too. So yeah, it's, I mean, the, the, like I said, there's really nothing to say about it. Like I said before, I mean, the other bowl games are really going to be the interesting part, you know, before those games, you know, there's some, you know, good games coming up in the next few days. So I, I mean, look, I'm just looking forward to this, this game, you know, these games and also to some of the other games that we got coming up too. Uh, last item on the plate before we hit our bottom of the hour break of the NHL. We talked about this a little bit the other day, Lakina. Uh, they only had one game last night. It was between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights. It was the only game that was scheduled to schedule last night. Now the NHL is on extended Christmas break from now until the games uh, uh, through Sunday. And uh, during the normal years, uh, they had their Christmas break for three days. Now it's extended because uh, various teams have, uh, have, are dealing with outbreaks. We, we mentioned that the, uh, the Canadian teams uh, have reduced their attendance from 100% mm -hmm. to 50% throughout their home games. Of course, the Blackhawks were supposed to play last night. Uh, they're not going to play until, I believe, next Tuesday. So that's six days, six days from now. Do you think the NHL is doing the right thing? And plus, their players are not, the NHL players are not going to uh, be participating in the Olympics. Do you think the Olympics will get postponed another year? Or do you think some of these current NHL players, which we faced, they faced a similar situation outside of COVID a few years ago in these last Olympics. Uh, the NH, You know, there's some NHL players, of course, especially here in North America. We all know that the Stanley Cup is important, but playing for your home country is just as important, even more important. Yeah, and also too, um, I know Connor McDavid has. You know, I remember earlier in this before, um, before even before this, you know, the the next season started. I remember last season that he was really, really looking forward to playing in the Olympics. So, mm -hmm. you know, guys like him, you know, they're hoping to play in the Olympics for the first time. Now they're not going to be may not be able to do that because you know they've had to pause and you know everything else. So I'm, you know, again, like I said before, I mean, these are kind of going rampant here. It's not just here in the states, but you know, in Canada, like we've been saying. Mm -hmm. Also, too, in Europe, you know, also all over the country. So this could be a thing where they may have to postpone the Olympics again, you know, for another year. But like like we've been saying, because too much money is at stake. And mm -hmm. NBC was hoping that they could do like a back-to-back, -back, you know, with the, with the Super Bowl and the Olympics, because that's why they switched with the, with CBS, because CBS actually was supposed to be doing it this year. So, yeah. and, you know, now that this is happening and, you know, you already got other reasons, you know, some countries are not, are doing the diplomatic boycott, including here in the U.S. and Canada as well. I mean, these are kind of going haywire here. I, look, I don't know why the, the Olympics are winter Olympics are in Beijing. But that's another whole nother conversation. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this might be a case where they may have to postpone another year and push it back. But you know, yeah, that's that's a lot of money lost potential for NBC if that ends up happening. But I was watching NHL Live yesterday on the NHL Network. It was host Jackie Redmond, EJ Raddick, who's an analyst and former NHL Dave Reed from the. Um, Colorado Avalanche and Stanley yes. Cup winning teams for the back in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And they made up, they brought up a great point. They brought up Patrick Kane's comments from the Chicago Blackhawks via Mark Lazarus. Uh, he's the Blackhawks writer from the Athletic Chicago. And um, Patrick Kane said it, it'll have been, a, I'm just paraphrasing, it would have been an honor to play for Team USA. And he's, he's at the age of 33, but uh, it would have been an honor to play, but it would stink if he didn't get a chance to play. But you think about those first timers that that were looking forward to playing the Olympics, Lakina, especially not just here in the United States, if you're a North America player, but if you're part of Team Canada or or, or a Russian player or a uh, player overseas, Sweden, if you Norway, if you, among others, yep, yeah, exactly. And if you get the call from the NHL or you get the call 
from your national team. You worked hard all your life to do both. Which uh, which uh, situation would you attend uh, to best? Go take the call from the NHL or go take the call from your national team? Probably, yeah, probably the national team. I think it's, it's really tough. It's really it is, tough. It's, it's not tough. as easy as you think, folks. Yeah, I know. I know people would say some. I think it would be half and half. We put it out there. Like mm -hmm. some would say, probably I was playing for a championship. But then you got others that would say, hey, look, I would rather play for my country. So it is definitely one of those things where it would be a tough decision. So look, there's a, there's a lot to have to sort out here. And look, we don't know how. We'll know how how serious this Omicron variant is. You know, there might be another variant coming up, and you know, that might be coming through in a, in a few months. So there's still a lot that we don't know about this this virus. So I think people need to kind of just you know just stay aware and you know just practice common sense. Now, as far as the Olympics are concerned, just to finish up, we're gonna we got I know we're up against it, but mm -hmm. you know, you wonder that you know I don't know if they that I think like like the NBA, I think that's probably a last resort for them to have to do perhaps maybe have to postpone again. But you know what? I mean, you, you may not have a choice at this point if things continue to, you know, it's not just here in the States. Apparently it's running rampant all, like I said, all over the world and in a mm -hmm. lot of countries. So this is another thing where, you know, that fell. So it'll be very interesting too. And uh, speaking of, I mean, uh, apparently now uh, Luca is now in a COVID protocol. So, you know, that's another thing. So, yeah. So we might be seeing a lot of, you know, schedule changes and whatnot. Yeah, we'll see if that Christmas Day game against the uh, Utah Jazz gets played on on Christmas or uh, gets uh, moved to a later day. So we'll see what happens as uh, the situation with the variant continues to uh, wreak havoc uh, across our sports landscape and across the world. When we return, it'll be our last segment of the week, the last segment before Christmas. As you're listening to Sega City Sports, along with Lakin McGee, I am Sydney Brown right here on Sports on Chicago. We'll give you our Week 16 NFL picks. And I have a question for you guys, and I really need your guys' help as I pre prepare to uh, celebrate the holidays in my own various ways. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. The NHL season is being paused through December the 26th. Amid a surge in positive COVID-19 cases across the league, COVID-19 absences led to a stream of postponements in recent days. 11 teams suspended operations entering Monday, and all cross-border matchups across the United States and Canada have been postponed. There have been 44 games postponed this season, and more than 15% of the league is in the COVID-19 protocol. The season is scheduled to resume on Monday the 27th, while the Blackhawks are scheduled to resume their season on the 28th at home against the Blue Jackets. NBA tonight, the Bulls are home against Toronto. Chicago's won two in a row. They're 19 and 10, a game and a half out of first place in the West, chasing the Nets. Chicago coming in after a 133-118 win over the Rockets on Monday. The Raptors in the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference at 14 and 15. For lightning fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu, and the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. 
But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Welcome back to this pre-Christmas celebration, a special Wednesday edition of Second City Sports Real Live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. See Lakina here with you. Last segment of the week, last segment of the show today. Thank you so much for listening and watching us. Lakina, we have our NFL Week 16 picks to get through. I know we usually don't do Thursday night football, but that's the first game up on the schedule with the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans tomorrow night. But first, before we get to the games, can you please give us our results from last week and our season stats overall? We both, yeah, but we both didn't do well. I know we, Christina. I was I was messaging Christina. Like I got her picks right here. Okay. Um, she's yeah. We didn't do too well, so I don't have the numbers yet because I got I usually re-listen to it about you know today, so I will get the you know I'll have to you know count out. But yeah, you'll probably still be ahead of both of us when it's all said and done. But. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have a good week last week. I mean, Cincinnati helped me, which was, you know, fine. But Arizona, thanks a lot. I had my – if we were doing confidence picks, I would have, you know, gotten just – Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be most people, yep. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Arizona. Picked the Tampa Bay, time. too, Mike. Good. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, since we'll be it will be doing a little bit of the Thursday night uh, slate here. Um, All right, so this is the – Oh, excuse me, I got that. You know, my screen, uh, my screen over here went blank for a second. But yeah, so we didn't do too well. Like I said, like I said, when it's all said, then I'm sure Sid will probably be ahead of you know again, still quietly extended his lead. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, just for the record, um, Christine has uh, San Fran, so that's you know, so that that's the fault. But also, you got San Fran and the Titans. So Sid, you Sid, go ahead. Tennessee is favored by one point. Uh, of course, Tennessee had a, a bad loss. Uh, San Francisco has been hot these last few weeks. Just because they are the home team, I'm going with Tennessee. All right. Uh, actually, yeah, I mean, I know A.J. Brown is supposed to be back. I know that, you know, a really short week for San Fran, going cross country. Oh, I thought she she actually didn't have a a, a pick, so I, I won't count this one. But because uh, okay. we, we, we usually don't do Thursday night games. But, okay. yeah, I mean – Look, I know San Fran, you know, short week, they got to go cross country, you know, a lot of things going on. Uh, these two teams are very similar, I feel like. So, you know what? I'm going to pick San Fran, you know, just because I kind of feel like both these teams need need this game. You know, San Fran probably needs it more because of the fact that they're trying to stay within striking distance at the wild card spot in the NFC. So, I'm picking San Fran. So, should be an interesting, should be a good one though tomorrow. Remember that's exclusive on the NFL network, folks. You know, remember that. Yes. All right. Uh, hopefully you won't see a Kurt Warner's uh jacket as a whole nother uh <laughs> his big puffy silver jacket. Ten foil, <laughs> ten foil, ten foil. Like my mom said, wait, you uh, sure you he didn't get that from 79th and cottage? <laughs> oh, 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 good lord. Oh, now you're going on the way back machine with that. That's oh my gosh. You're like the poor man's sweet daddy Williams. He always yes. missed with a hat. <laughs> exactly. I remember that store. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it. I wish we had. I wish we had some Christmas music going on in the background, sick. Because these are your Christmas Day games. Mm-hmm. Okay, the early game of this of this uh, that'll be at three uh, three thirty 
our time, Chicago time, Central time, um, both on Fox, NFL, and Amazon. You got the Browns and the Packers. We'll see. Like Kevin Stefanski will be back. He's back uh, running practice, but you know the other players not so much. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pick Green Bay because I think the Green Bay, Green Bay's on a roll. You know, we'll we'll see how everything else goes. I just don't, you know, Miles Garrett may not be back by then. You know, I know he got banged up, so. I'm going to pick the Packers as they continue their role to the number one seed in the NFC. I'm with you. I'm going with Green Bay as well. Baker Mayfield, hopefully he'll return if you're a Cleveland Browns fan because what you saw on Monday, it was ugly. Yes. But I don't think it's going to matter. Green Bay, like you said, sensing um, um, the kill as far as clinching home field events throughout the NFC playoffs. So I'm going with Green Bay there. Favorite by seven. And Christine is with us. She also picked Green Bay. The second game of the Christmas doubleheader. This will exclusively be on NFL Network. You get Arizona hoping to bounce back from the loss against the Lions hosting the Colts. As my cheat sheet goes blank. Now, there it goes. is <laughs> <laughs> uh, flashing up in front of my eyes very fast. Arizona's favored by mm. five points. Indianapolis, as you mentioned, they beat New England last week thanks to Jonathan Taylor's stellar performance from the running back position. Arizona, they got embarrassed uh, by the Lions last week. I think because they're at home uh, and they still have an outside shot at the number one seed. Indianapolis, they're in a better position uh, to um, move up as far as the playoff standings. It's going to be a close game, but I'm edging out Arizona. I still have a little bit of faith in you. I love your quarterback, but they, they've been letting me down these last couple weeks, so I'm going with Arizona at least one more time. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm kind of been back and forth on this one. I mean, mm -hmm. they're going to have to try to stop Jonathan Taylor. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, they're going to make sure that they do that. If they stop Jonathan Taylor and make Carson Wentz throw the ball, I think they may have a shot. I Look, I think they're going to want to be able to bounce back after just being embarrassed by the Lions of all teams. So I think oh, I'm not only doing this because they're at home, but I'll pick an Arizona. And if I look stupid, get better. Not maybe look stupid, uh, Cardinals, because you're – you know, people are already questioning you guys, so I think they're going to use that as motivation. So I'm going to pick Arizona, and Christine is picking Arizona as well. I think she doesn't like Wentz, but that's, 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 that's probably why. Yeah, that might be more why, but yeah, but yeah, she's picking Arizona too. All right, the after Christmas Day games. Uh, okay, the first uh, game out, you got the Giants and the Eagles. Eagles, you know, they're. I know that they played. They just played on Tuesday yesterday, and I know some folks are going to say, "Well, they should be a little bit." You know, they might be a little bit banged up, but I think they'll be ready for this. I think they know that they have to win out in order to have a chance of getting into the, in the, the, the wild card spot. The Giants are just putrid. I think, I think, uh, I think um, Sterling Shepard, I think, is out for the year, and I think they've had other injuries So it's as starting well. quarterback Daniel Jones with the neck. Yeah, they're, yeah, the rest of him, they're, yeah, they're basically uh, shutting him down for the year. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. You know, no no Mike Glennon uh, game, revenge game here. So I'm picking the, uh, the Eagles. <laughs> I'm going with Philadelphia as well. Philadelphia is favored by nine. The question is, will the Giants cover? Will they cover? I'll let you guys decide that one. But we pick straight up winners on this show. I'm going with Philadelphia. Okay. And so does Christine. She also has uh, Philly. Yeah, because the way her cheat sheet is, they don't have it in order like I have it on here. But, yeah, she picking, she's picking Philly. Should be a good one here. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, the single header. So, Chicago, we will not be getting this game. I'm gonna probably gonna watch this on my laptop. The Rams and the Vikings. Um, gosh, I know the Rams got they got to travel cross cross country off a short week. You know, Vikings mm -hmm. also having a short week too. You know, they're gonna be hosting this game. 
Uh, I know the Rams have an outside shot at a at a one seed. I know the Vikings; they basically have to win out in order to, mm-hmm. you know, have a chance at the playoffs. Ugh, I've been back and forth here, but I'm gonna go with my, with you know, with my uh, common sense head and pick the Rams. I'm going with the Rams as well. They're favored by three and a half. The time, the time change will not bother the Rams. And Aaron Donald, did you see him? On Tuesday night, he got to Russell Wilson again for the 15th yes, time in his career in terms of sacking him. He's going to do the same thing to Kirk Cousins. Minnesota got away with one on Monday night in Chicago. That performance was putrid. Thanks, head coach Mike Zimmer. Thanks, Kirk Cousins. Thanks to the yeah. rest of that garbage Minnesota performance. It got me fourth place in my fantasy league, but that's a whole nother <laughs> issue. That's a whole nother issue. But I'm going with the Rams, too. They're a better team. Uh, both uh, both teams, like you mentioned, coming off of, of uh, short uh, work weeks. And pay attention to the first quarter of this game. Whoever has uh, the most energy after the first quarter, they'll win the game. But I'm picking the Rams. All right. Christine also has the Rams. And I will be watching that game its entirety via this computer screen. Oh, yeah. That's what, me too. Uh, <laughs> not, I'm not sure if this game is going to be available here in Chicago because CBS does have the doubleheader this week. You know, it should be. You got the Bills. And the Patriots, you do this one. New England's favored by two and a half. We all know what happened the last time on Monday night a couple of weeks ago. Buffalo got that manhood taken away from them. Of course, Buffalo lost to Tampa the week later, and then they bounced back last week in an all-important win over Carolina. This is going to be an ugly game, a nasty game, but Buffalo needs to play with discipline. Remember mm-hmm. what happened the last time. I'm going with the surprise here. I'm going with Buffalo. That would be a really big surprise, wouldn't it? I mean, I kind of feel as though I think uh, Buffalo has had this game circled. I know uh, mm-hmm. Sean McDermott has had this game circled. I think he feels like he was made a fool out of, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> so is um, the whole defense. <laughs> yeah, Micah Hyde. I mean, the rest of the defense, I'm sure they're going to want to uh, redeem themselves. So, And we saw a little bit of Mac Jones looking like a rookie. So I feel like maybe... You know, maybe I'm going to go for it, too. I think I'm calling for the upset. I think this is going to be one of those games where, you know, I think the team will get their revenge. So I'm picking the Bills as well. And let me see what Christy has. She's got New England. So we'll we'll see. She's Solo dolo. And good news, Lakina. I just checked my TV guy via Xfinity. That game will be airing live here in Chicago on Channel 2. So, uh, so you don't have to go through other avenues to watch it. <laughs> uh-huh. I love it. All right. So, all right. Next game up, you got the you know, NFC South. You got the Bucks. They're shorthanded against the Panthers. Apparently, it is going to be Cam Newton, even though uh, Sarah Dahl is supposed to be back from injury by then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, I, I know that. I know that um, I think what Godwin's out. I know uh, Fournette's mm-hmm. out. So, but Antonio Brown is going to be back. So, I guess is the next man up for uh, Tampa. I don't think they shouldn't have any problems, even though they they do have a lot of injury issues. I'm picking. I'm picking Tampa. I'm picking Tampa. I, I don't trust the. I don't trust Carolina at this point. So I'm picking Tampa. Yeah, it's a whole big mess with Carolina. I actually like their head coach, Matt Rule, but he's got a whole lot of issues on his hands. Tampa Bay, hopefully Ronald Jones Jr. can have a great game as far as running the ball. Leonard Fournette is injured as well. Uh, Tom Brady, you know he's going to be focused. They got embarrassed on national television uh, last Sunday night. I'm taking the Colin Cowherd rule. The, The team that gets embarrassed on national television the week before, they come back and bounce back the next week. Tampa Bay's favored by 11. 
If you want to take the points, go ahead. But we pick straight up winners on this show. I'm going with Tampa. It's easy for me. All right. Chrissy also has Tampa. Um, all right. Uh, I wouldn't say this is a toilet bowl, but I don't know if this is, you know, there'll be a good, I feel bad whoever has to call this game. You got the Jaguars and the Jets. <laughs> and guess what, Lakina? Your New York Jets are favored by a point and a half. It's basically going to pick them. I know Jacksonville actually played better at times last week, even though they lost to Houston. The Jets, they are terrible. <laughs> I really want to go with Jacksonville, but I, I don't know why I'm doing this. Just because they're the favorite, I'm going with the Jets. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, if you're a better, oh. stay away from this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll say stay as far away from this game if you are a betting person. I wouldn't even go bet on this one. I'm I, I guess I'll pick the Jets too. I, I don't know no I don't know why, but I, I guess I'll pick the Jets. And also, Christy feels the same way. She uh, she's also picking the Jets. So I don't know. Uh, okay, the two and eleven, two eleven and one lines against the uh, the Falcons. Um, this might be another ugly one here. Uh, I don't know what the line is, but I say for me, uh, you know, it's because they're at home. I'm gonna pick Atlanta. I mean, we might. This might be one of the last time we see Matt Ryan in a Falcons uniform play in the Georgia Dome. So, I'm going to pick Atlanta. Yeah, I'm because. going. Yeah, I'm going with Atlanta too. Both teams are playing out the string. Atlanta is favored by six and a half. Okay. All right. Uh, so <laughs> you may have to stay away from this one as well, unless your rents do, which yeah. is your fault, not Mars. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, news across the wires: COVID. Uh, uh, Nick Sirianni, who is the head coach of the Eagles, tested positive for COVID, so now he's into protocols. So he won't be coaching this Sunday's game unless he gets a false positive. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens with that. All right, you got the Chargers and the Texans. Wait, did I say who Christy? Yeah, yeah, she's picking the Jets. So yeah, so she picked the Jets as well. Uh, Or I mean, she's picking the Falcons as well. Um, I should say, yeah, she's picking Atlanta. Uh, All right, you got the Chargers and the Texans. I know the Texans actually looked good last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's not really. But again, this is against Jacksonville, so that's not really saying much. But uh, I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. I'm picking the Chargers. It, it, you know, the travel shouldn't be an issue. I know they got some guys that are coming back from protocols, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Chargers. They they really need this. They need this one to kind of keep pace in the AFC for a, a, a playoff spot, a wild card spot. Yeah, they let one get away against the Kansas yes. City Chiefs last Thursday night in front of a national audience. As uh, as I said before, if you want to be a playoff team, you, know, you you beat the teams that you're supposed to be. This is one of them, the Houston Texans. The Chargers are favored by 10 and a half. Take the points, take the charges. Enough said. And also, uh, Christine feels the same way. She's also picking the Chargers. All right, next up uh, in the AFC North could be for this could be for the title. You got the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, Jesus, I I don't know what to say. This is a toss up game. It really is. It really is a pick 'em, and I'm I'm I don't know. I mean, Cincy, you don't you don't know which Cincy team you're gonna get. Baltimore, I know they've had a lot of injury issues as well. You know, looks like Tyler Hunter might be starting again. He he looked he actually looked pretty good the uh, the couple of games he's been you know, yeah he started. So, yeah. uh, gosh, I mean. Like I said, since he, you don't know, I know the Ravens want to avenge that loss, but me and Hammer, they gave up 41 points. I might hate myself for this, but, you know, whatever. I just turned 40, so I might be doing a lot of things I might regret. So, uh, <laughs> I had a few. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, I'm picking 
you know, I might be high right now or drunk, so I'm picking Baltimore. I don't know why, but I'm picking Baltimore. I'm just not that. I'm just not at that point where I can trust Cincy yet. I'm sorry, I'm not. Hey, I, 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 hey, I understand your reasoning, so I'm not gonna laugh at you as far as that is concerned. Cincinnati's favored by two and a half. That means a whole lot of money is coming in for Baltimore. Usually, the home team gets three. Right. So they beg you to take Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with you as far as the reasoning, but I'm going the other way. I'm going with Cincinnati. Yeah, like I said, it wouldn't surprise me. And uh, Christine is uh, It's really a toss-up contest, to be honest with you, looking deep into the numbers. Yeah, it, it really is a toss-up. So, yeah, so uh, this might be a tough one for all you gamblers out there to play. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> good luck to you. Uh, yeah, so the first of the 3 o'clock Who games, did Chris, Christine pick? She picked, she picked, she picked, she, she picked Cincy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't hear it. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, yeah, I must have didn't say it, but I said she said she said she makes sense. Uh, first of the 325s, you got the Steelers and the Chiefs. Uh, another toss up. Sid, you start this one. Kansas City's favored by nine and a half. And as of this broadcast, both wide receivers Tyreek Hill and tight end Travis Kelsey are in uh health and safety protocols for the Chiefs. I assume that one or both of them will be off by the uh, off the list by the time this, this game is taking place on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, uh, they got a, a big uh, fourth down st- defensive stand against the Titans last week. I told you Pittsburgh is going to win that game, and they end up doing it. But their offense still looks crappy. It's, and, uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs, their offense don't look that great, but looks a hell of a lot better than Sam- than uh, Pittsburgh's, I tell you that much. But it, it, because of the home field, because of the momentum, I'm going with Kansas City. I don't know if I'll take the points, but – I'll go with Kansas City to uh, for for the win. Yeah, Christine's got Kansas City just to get that out the way. Um, I'm kind of back and forth. I mean, their defense, Kansas City's defense, kind of kind of held it together for them, especially since mm-hmm. now they may be without a lot of their top o offensive guys. So I guess my better judgment, I might pick KC. I think another, I might re- regret that pick later. But I'm picking KC just because they're at home. And yeah, no, oh, watch Big Ben throw for like two touch, two or three touchdowns, have his best game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> This if that happens, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing, the crazy is happening in the end of the season. Um, yeah, that is so true. That is so all true. All right. In the AFC, another seed in the AFC West, you've got the Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. You start this one, Sid. I'm surprised this is at a pickup. Las Vegas coming off a, a surprising road win at Cleveland on Monday. They're going off a short week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I assume, is not going to start. I think it'll be Drew Locke's position, uh, yep. job, starting job. Denver, they have a very good defense, but their offense is just uh, hasn't been consistent. I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm going with the Raiders too. I think they're going to take advantage of that win against Cleveland. I know it's a short week, but they're playing at home. So, and Denver, you just don't know which number team you're going to get. So, I'm picking the Las Vegas Raiders, and so does Chrissy. I think Chrissy was confused. I think she picked. I think she was going to pick Denver, but then she crossed it out. So, I think she she, she circled. Las Vegas, so I, I she made the right pick. <laughs> yeah, she's stuck in Vegas. I'm not sure, but yeah, that's what she's doing. Um, all right, the Sunday nighter in the in the NFC East could be for like control of that. You got Washington and Dallas. Dallas is favored by nine and a half points. Washington tough loss last night on the road. They had to go back on the road again. I think this is going to be kind of close if they get Taylor Heineke back, but. Regardless of that, Dallas off office should have a better performance. They're at home. They usually do well at home in prime time. I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm thinking the Cowboys as well. Though I'm sure I think Washington will keep it close for a little bit. 
but I feel like, yeah, I think, you know, I think Dallas knows that if they win this, they can wrap up the division. So, and not mess around. So I think that they're going to end up <laughs> wrapping it up here. And so I'm going to Dallas. And so is Christine. She also has Dallas. All right. Monday night football. You got the dolphins and the saints. Two teams at seven and seven still have an outside shot of perhaps getting into the playoffs. I know the defense look good for the saints. I know Miami, they've been on a row. I think they've won like five in a row, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, to me, this is another pickup. I feel like I think this is definitely another. It is. It game. is. So I'm picking my. I know I should pick the Saints at home, but I'm picking Miami because I think they. I think Miami needs this more than the Saints do because the Saints need other. Of course, they still need to run out, but they need other things to happen for them to get into the playoffs. So Dolphins basically went out and they're probably in. So I'm picking Miami. You stole my pick, so I'm joining you. I'm going with Miami as well, even though the Saints are three and a half point favorites. So uh, don't be surprised if it comes down to a field goal either. Because um, we mentioned Miami's yeah. defense is very good as well. So yes. uh, New Orleans needs to run that ball. They don't have a quarterback. I know Taysom Hill, he can't really throw the ball. He can run his butt off, but he cannot throw with inconsistency. Tuga Tungavaloa, just do not turn the ball over. If yeah. you could do that, the Miami has a great chance to win. I'm going with the Dolphins. Well, Christine is stepping out. She is picking New Orleans, which wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me, but. Yo, it should be interesting. Uh, okay, last but certainly least, you got the Bears <laughs> and Seahawks. Uh, uh, I feel uh, sorry for the crew, whoever gets this know, game of right? box. Oh, my God. No, if it's all for the crew, cool. Might be, might be more not, tolerable. We love him. We love him. Gus Johnson, the keep to leave and Megan Olivia. But if it's somebody else, so be it. But Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've been trying to find who's going to find, like, you know, the list of who's going to end up. Who are gonna have the uh, unenviable and uh, sad task of calling this game? Uh, but I haven't found it. It might it might not come out till after we you know get off. So, but mm-hmm. you know whoever gets that game, I mean, I, I feel sorry for them. Uh, both teams are struggling. Both teams coming off short weeks. Shocking. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it you know it's basically over for Seattle too. So they're both in the same boat. Now your team is gonna go to the playoffs. A very small group of folks are probably gonna be up watching this game. You're welcome, America. Um, <laughs> it's not a doubleheader day for Fox, so yeah, so, so yeah, so it, it's fine. Um, Everybody's not gonna be watching, thank goodness. Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, look, I'm picking Seattle. I mean, look, I know they've got some injuries issues too. You know, Jamal Azano, he's done for the year. Um, I, I know that uh, Russell Wilson, oh, the, the O line, so you might you know, may get a, a couple of sacks from Robert Quinn and the and the Akeem Hicks, but. You know they have a good running back, running back, and also DK Metcalf. So you know mm-hmm. I know he didn't have a good good game last night for against the Rams, but I think they'll do just enough to win this. And it might be one of those ugly games. So nine six, it will be. <laughs> it will. It will be. So I'm picking. The, I'm picking Either way you look at it, it's gonna be ugly. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly. Either way you look at it. So uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm picking. The, I'm picking the Seahawks. I'm picking Seattle as well. They're favored by seven. As of right now, as a surprise pick, take the Bears and the boys because it will get ugly. Yes, it will. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going with Seattle. <laughs> and also, Christine also has Seattle. So, yeah. So, uh, sorry about that, folks. We had to end on a, such a sour note. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are your week week 16 picks for the National Football League. You listen to Second City Sports. As we wrap things up on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Cindy Brown, I'm Lakina McGee. Uh, all this stuff with the COVID says getting very fluid. Apparently, Alabama, uh, they're both their uh, offense coordinator, Bill O'Brien, and their O line coach, Doug Marone, some familiar names for the NFL, mm-hmm. NFL fans, both tested positive. So they may not, they may be available for the bowl game, you know, since we're about a week out, but mm-hmm. not, 
not good. They're going to be doing virtual practices, you know, through the and stuff. So, yeah, it's just getting kind of right. We, we told you about Texas A&M. You mm-hmm. know, they can't. They're not going to be able to play since they don't have enough players. So now uh, Wake Forest is going to be looking, looking at another, looking for another team for the Gator Bulls, which probably might be hard to do on such short notice. <laughs> but you know, we'll keep you guys up risk on that. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. So we'll see, we'll monitor what happens uh, in, in those situations from the world of college football. Lakina, as we celebrate the holiday season, first, uh, happy birthday, belated birthday, by the way. I know you just turned the big golden age. Uh, we won't say that on this show, but <laughs> but well, happy belated birthday. And so I hope you uh, enjoy it. Say, well, I know you're going to have an extended celebration since we are in the holiday season. I want to end this show on a good note. First of all, happy holidays to everybody that's listening and watching us right now. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we'll give you guys a, a special tribute, hopefully, in our uh, coming up next week as we end the 2021 calendar year. But, Lakina, uh, as I uh, – uh, yeah, I, I I don't celebrate Christmas the quote-unquote traditional way. They started even before my mom passed, so I don't do mm-hmm. the whole tree thing or give, giving anymore. So it's just a big waste of time for me. I was telling a couple of friends of mine a long time ago – uh, really, the holidays are for the kids, you know, yeah. getting gifts and all yeah. that stuff. Me as an adult, if I get a gift, I'm truly, are, are, I'm thankful and shocked. Because as a kid, you expect people to give you gifts and swallow you and all that. As an adult, you don't get those things. No. You, you really don't. don't. Yeah, and like so, I said. And, so, and I accepted that a long time ago. And so I, I'm good with it. It's all about rest, relaxation for me, and a whole lot of reflecting and doing what the hell I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking of that, and I said... ESPN Classic earlier. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Lakina, yes. that channel will go away by this time next week, along with NBCSN. Uh, but with, with ESPN Classic, with all the old games now being placed on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of us were doing that, especially when we were in shelter in place last year. Yours truly was uh, doing that too. But mm-hmm. the last couple of years on Christmas, Remember Lakina during the Lakers Celtics 30 for 30 about three or four years ago? Yes. Yes, that aired. And one of the uh, NBA legendary NBA writers said that the 84 finals between the Lakers and Celtics, in his opinion, was the best NBA finals yes. of all time. My, in my opinion, outside of that, I believe that the eight, 1988 NBA finals was the best, in my opinion, outside of 84 of all time. That was, between, that was the first matchup between the Detroit Pistons and the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, the Lakers that would be their last title in that decade. They beat the Pistons in seven games. We all remember what happened with Bill and Barry game six. Yes. We don't have to go through that. So no, we won't. We won't go through I know you folks there. in Detroit are still pissed, and I understand it. But as a Bulls fan, I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, the last couple of years, I watched uh, uh, in its entirety all seven games through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Of course, growing up, if I got a new if if I got a new toy, video game or whatever, I would Ooh. play it on Christmas Day and things of that nature. But for the last couple of years, I've been, I've watched the, the Detroit Lakers series from '88, yes. um, uh, Christmas Eve through Christmas Day, and so to prepare myself to watch the games that I want to watch on Christmas Day in the present time. But this year, I need your help, and I need your help. Uh, out there at us, uh, uh, out there listening, watching out there. You could tweet me your answers at SidKid80 on, on the Twitter. But I want to get your opinion, Lakina. It, it's come down to these uh, matchups for me that, 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 which, which um, NBA final series should I watch? Okay. It's come down to believe these four choices the 84 series, Lakers, Celtics, the 85, mm-hmm. which the Celtics won in seven. I yes. do have games four, 
four and seven on DVR. Okay. Then I see 85 series Lakers Celtics to rematch. The Lakers got the best of them winning game six in the Boston Garden. I do have game six on DVR. Okay. 1986 Rockets Celtics. Of course, that was Hakeem the Dreams um, first NBA Finals, which they lost to Boston in six games. People consider that 86 team Celtics team the greatest of all time. 96 Bulls for me might drop. Or the 2004 NBA Finals. Uh, ben Wallace now Hall of Famer. Ben Wallace and maybe soon to be Hall of Famer Chauncey Billups. They beat the Los Angeles Lakers in a gentlemanly in a gentleman fashion five game sweep into the Shaq and Kobe era. Mm. Which one of those series should I watch? Well, I think you can't go wrong with either the 84 or 85. I think those were okay. like probably a couple of the best NBA finals probably ever. And, you know, what made the, 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 the 84 one so special was because they did it in seven. And what made the 85 so special was because they actually, the Lakers won game six in the Garden. Garden, yeah. And also, too, it was actually the first time that they beat the Celtics. You know, in, in, in a final series, because the prior to that, they they were like oh and like four or something like that in the NBA yeah. finals, mm-hmm. something like that, three or four, oh, th- oh and three, oh and four. So I think you can go, on, you can't go on with either one of those. I mean, the oh four, I think the Pistons kind of dominated that one, so it was really, they did. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it really, mm, no, you're not, you're not gonna be entertained by that. Now the '86 was actually pretty good. I think nobody thought that the Rockets would actually, you know, keep up with the Celtics. They did. They actually ended up, they won a couple of games, but the Celtics yeah. were just too much for them. And you, you imagine though, what would have been like had the, you know, the Lakers not lost to the uh, the Rockets in that first round. And, in you know, the, they, uh, actually, it was the conference finals. Conference final, yeah, I should say, yeah. So they they had now lost in the conference final. Who knows? But. You know, but yeah, I mean, the, the Rockets did what they could, but you know, they just didn't have enough firepower, enough enough shooters to, you know, win that game. So, I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with either the '84 to '85 Finals. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll probably end up watching both anyway. But you know, since Christmas is on Saturday this year, uh, and we block out on Sundays for football because we do it because we like watching football, and we do it for you guys so we can get our thoughts. So. Uh, I may lean toward 85, so we'll see what happens yeah. with that. So uh, that's our show for uh, uh, for this week, and we'll be back with you guys on Monday from noon to 2 p.m. You can listen to Sega City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m., live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Next week we'll be on Monday and Wednesday again because of the holiday, New Year's holiday. Once again, next week, Monday, this coming Monday, and this coming Wednesday for New Year's right here on Sports Hall Chicago, live in the Olympic Cup from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bikina, close us out. All right. I wish you had some Christmas music going on in the background, folks. Uh, right? So, uh, <laughs> but, but, Alexander like, O'Neill's Sleigh Ride or James Brown's. Yes. Uh, well, well, we got a whole Christmas list, but that's all done. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, Christmas Halls by Run DMC. Come on now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hello. We can make a whole list, but, the, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, excuse me. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scrum McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter in the IG at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can download the Sports Zone Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch the podcast version of Second City Sports by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. All right. So Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, even still, mm-hmm. Happy Holidays from all of us here at Second City Sports, also on Sports Zone Chicago. 
stay safe out there. If you're not going to go anywhere, you know, just, you know, just enjoy some of the games. And also, too, if you're any old movies from back in the day. So for Sid on the King, you guys stay safe out there. I know it's hard out there, but look, we're going to get through this. You know, be good to each other. And this has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. And we'll see you next week. Happy holidays till Monday. Holla! <laughs>